for instance, back to school, what are we keeping an eye on? Well, already we know in Ontario that there will be voting going on as to how education workers feel about a potential strike. And we've seen strike activity in a number of ways going back over the small period of time since the end of the height of the pandemic. So how do we how do we examine what is going on? What what does this mean? Why are we seeing this? Is is it different from maybe other labor unrest that we have seen in the past? Well, let's find out. Joining us right now is Dr. Stephanie Ross, associate professor in the School of Labor Studies at McMaster University and a labor expert. Dr. Ross, thanks so much for taking some time for us this afternoon. Thanks for having me, Mike. We are keeping an eye on what's happening in education, but that's not the only place where we have, whether it's labor unrest or at least labor discussions, unions certainly making their voices heard. What do we look at when we're dealing with labor if we go from the end of the height of the pandemic until now? What are you seeing? Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. We're, we are seeing an unusual uptick in the number of unions that are um, taking strike action, that are voting to go on strike, uh, that are even rejecting tentative agreements, which is a very unusual step. Um, uh, so there is something going on. And I, and in fact, a lot of labor studies academics uh, were predicting this kind of upsurge in union activity since last year. Um, there's really some perfect conditions for this. Um, for one thing, we're, we have been experiencing decades high levels of inflation. Uh, we have, we have to go back until the early 1980s to see levels of inflation that even begin to reach the kinds of things that people have been dealing with in the last couple of years. And that really pushes workers to consider things like strikes in order to get their wages to keep up. And we have to understand that also against the backdrop of decades-long low rates of increase in people's wages. So, for instance, it became very normal for unions to negotiate 1 2%, 3% per year increases was considered a huge victory. But in a time of 6 7 8 9% inflation, that's not going to cut it. And so people are really falling behind. And I think everybody who's listening can relate to the fact that we're really going through a cost of living crisis. The affordability of housing is is really out of reach for so many more people. And so that has a huge impact on the way that workers think about what they're willing to do in order to not just improve their working conditions and their wages, but even just to keep up with what they already have. So that's a couple of things that we could see we're going to fuel a wave of unrest in the in the months and, and the years following the, the end of the pandemic. Um, but I, I think I want to add one more thing, Mike, and that is that, you know, the experience of the pandemic um, was very difficult for many, many workers. And I just want to point to, for instance, the Metro grocery store workers in the GTA who are currently on strike. You know, these were people who were celebrated as heroes going to work during the height of the pandemic, um, considered in some ways essential workers, um, but putting themselves at risk. And you might remember that 
that their employers initially gave them a, a wage increase to kind of compensate them for the risks that they were taking in order to make sure that the rest of us could be fed. And the employers in the grocery sector later rolled that increase back. And I think that is a really, um, you know, that is a, a sign of, you know, in some ways disrespect that grocery store workers and many other workers who were deemed essential have been, uh, you know, suffering under, and that has made them rethink, you know, what, what are they willing to put up with at work? How, how, how much are they willing to sacrifice? And if their employers aren't going to recognize those sacrifices, at least in, the ter- in terms of better wages, they're going to fight for those wages. They're going to fight for that respect. We're talking with Dr. Stephanie Ross, labor expert, associate professor in the School of Labor Studies at McMaster University. Dr. Ross, that lays out the landscape beautifully, but there is a lot of unrest. I mean, you point to metro workers. We're watching education. We know that in healthcare, there are a lot of individuals who are to the point that they got so unhappy, some of them left healthcare as an industry, left healthcare Absolutely. as a career. When we look at the fact that we do need workers and, and we do need things to make the world go round, are you concerned at all with the amount of labor unrest that you've just outlined? Well, I'm not concerned with the amount of labor unrest per se. I, I actually think that we should not be afraid of this kind of collective action. Um, it's true that in the short run, strikes are very disruptive and, you know, they interfere with people's lives and and they interfere with, you know, uh, profits, uh, with, with businesses be able to make money. But I think that, you know, the short-term disruptions um, in some ways are not as problematic as the long-term problem of having not enough strikes because it means that when workers aren't able to to disrupt their workplaces that they basically just have to take whatever employers are willing to give them and we can see the impact of that over the long term that we know that the the rate of income inequality has has widened unabated for decades and a big part of that is the the very low strike rate that we've had in Canada for that same amount of time. And so, in fact, I personally am not worried from a big picture perspective about an increase in uh, strike activity because I think it's a sign that workers and unions are are doing their job. They are they are using their power to redistribute wealth into the hands of people in our communities who are going to spend them that money in businesses in the local community. They're going to be able to afford um, to continue to consume and participate in the economy in a way that, you know, adding another, you know, uh, 1% to the profits of a, of a company like Metro isn't necessarily going to circulate in the economy. They're going to, you know, invest that somewhere else. They're going to put it in a, in an offshore account. So in that sense, strike activity is something that we all actually potentially can benefit from, not just the workers on strike, but also the people in the, in the rest of the community who, even though they might be uh, inconvenienced in the short run, actually benefit from a more equal distribution of income as a result of increased strike activity. Now, that being said, the fact that there's a lot of labor conflict means that there's some problematic things going on in workplaces. There's no question. And that workers are confronting employers who do not want 
to uh, to offer deals that will retain them. So you mentioned the question of, for instance, healthcare. We also have a huge crisis in um, in the education sector where many many teachers have left the profession because wages work and especially working conditions have become so difficult that they they've moved on to 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 other jobs. Um, and that is a huge problem for us because we need those jobs to be done by people who can do them well. And so that means collectively we have an interest in workers um, being retained through good jobs, being able to retain folks, to be able to uh, increase levels of staffing, especially in the public sector where we all rely on that work for our needs to be met and supported. Well, you've outlined that aspect, which which does have some positives to it in that, hey, if, if there is unrest, this is the reason that we have unions in the first place, that working conditions weren't what they needed to be. People express that, and next thing you know, we, we find a way to hopefully meet a little closer to the middle. Dr. Ross, this is going to be very interesting to watch. Thank you so much for your insight this afternoon. Well, thanks for having me. That is Dr. Stephanie Ross, Associate Professor in the School of Labor at McMaster University.